Section 27 of Frontier Humor in Verse, Prose, and Picture. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Mary Palmer. Frontier Humor in Verse, Prose, and Picture by Palmer Cox A Night of Terror I am not the oldest inhabitant and don't know what sort of storms they used to have here before the flood, but I'll wager a corner lot against a plug of tobacco that this section for the last twenty years has not snoozed through a rougher night than the one just past. It would have been a glorious night for a revivalist to stir up the masses. Converts would have crowded in like grist to a mill after harvest. Since the last great earthquake, I have not felt so much concern about my future state as I did about twelve o'clock last night. I arose from bed and went to rummaging books, trying to find the description of a storm that would equal ours. I found the tempest, the Tam O'Shanter faced the night he discovered the witches, and the one in which King Lear was cavorting around, bareheaded, and that which made Caesar take an account of stock and turn to interpreting dreams, and jumbled them all together. But the product was unequal to the fury that was raging without. There was no more similarity than a baby's rattle bears to a Chinese gong. Then I fished out the storm that howled, while Macbeth was murdering Duncan, and tumbled it in with the others. This edition made things about even. The lamentations heard I the air of Macbeth's tempest were a fair precedent of the clamorous uproar from the fire bell in the city hall tower. Only an earthquake was lacking to enable us to say the earth was feverous and did shake or boast a night outvying four of the roughest on record, all woven into one. It had one good effect, however, one for which poison and bootjacks have been tried in vain. It did silence the dogs and cats. Their midnight carousals were as rare as they were in Paris, just before the capitulation. Quarrelsome curs postponed the settlement of their little differences and defiant barks until such times as they would be able to discover themselves whether they barked or yawned, and cats sought other places besides a fellow's window-sill to express opinions about each other or chant their tales of love. I know the rain is refreshing, the wind purifying, the lightning grand, and the thunder awe-inspiring, but, as the poor landlubber advised, when he was clinging to the spar of the wrecked vessel. Praise the sea, but keep on land. So I say to those people who want to prick up their willing ears, like a war-horse, to catch the sublime rumble of heaven's artillery, or sit by their window and blink at the blazing sky like a bedazzled owl at a calcium light. But I know one individual who could have got along quite as well if there had raged no war of the elements, he would have slept soundly and never mourned 
for what he had lost. End of section 27.